0: it fucking game. all
1: right <laughs> hey good evening everybody welcome to another edition of complete sports media's podcast i'm your host darren campbell and joining me for a weekend wrap up as always on monday jason cameron hey buddy how's it going
0: uh, it's been better it's been <laughs> better uh good. yeah anyways as as you know we work together and unfortunately I, I suffered a flat tire at work and then I had to deal with that. Never fun. Never not fun. fun.
1: No. Yeah, sorry to hear that, man. Shit. Uh, not, uh, not a good end to the day. And, uh, yeah, it might affect you uh, for a couple of days. Sometimes it's hard to get a tire and get it fixed uh, real quick. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's not, not a good way to start on Monday.
0: It's not... The best way. No, there, there's a lot of different ways I would like to start my Monday. It, none of them involve a flat tire. So, <laughs> none of them. Involve that. <laughs> but that's okay. It's all right. It, it, if, if that's the worst thing I have to deal with is just a flat tire, then I'm actually doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
1: got home and uh, put the Monday Nighter on. Um, Buffalo and Tennessee. Buffalo heavily favored. Uh, one of the Top teams in the AFC having a phenomenal year. Great on offense, great on defense. Uh, They were only favored by six because it's in Tennessee, but um, I kind of expected a blowout. And the lead has changed four different times uh, since the beginning of the game. Buffalo took a a late 20-17 to lead with a a touchdown pass um, to Cole Beasley. Uh, But Tennessee is right in there, kind of surprising.
0: I'm going to be honest. I thought this game could go one of two ways. Either Buffalo blows Tennessee out, or it's going to be super close. Mm, okay. That's what I thought was going to happen with this game, and I guess super close has one out. <laughs> yeah. Josh
1: Allen is already having a great night. Uh, he had yeah. 200 yards uh, in the first half. Uh, I see he's 23 for 29, 220-something yards, a couple touchdowns uh man uh stefan diggs already has seven catches 77 yards and a td cole beasley with that touchdown dawson knox is in there uh emmanuel sanders devin singletary's got five catches out of the backfield um yeah look out uh buffalo is
0: lethal this year so many weapons so many weapons, um, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball. They're they're a complete football team, yeah, in all respects.
1: Baltimore Ravens, uh, the only team five and one. Uh, Buffalo, if they can win tonight, uh, will also join them at five and one. Um, who would you who would you see as the favorite between Baltimore and, and Buffalo this year to uh, be the top team in the AFC?
0: Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I, I've just, right off the bat, for me, it's Buffalo. Like, I I believe that their team altogether is better than the Ravens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I believe their sense. team's better. Makes sense. Uh, Derek Henry also all,
1: already having a great night. Uh, nine carries, 96 yards and a touchdown. 10.7 uh, average. Uh, every time you hand them the ball, you're getting a first down. So uh, Tannehill's... Only completed four passes all game so far and uh, one pass to the bad guys, one pick already. Um, but it looks like they're just going to just run the ball with Henry as long as they can keep close. Uh, I don't, I see him getting about 30 carries tonight.
0: That's the great thing. That's that security blanket that you always want from your running back, which is all I got to do is do this. And then that guy will just, you know, he'll just do his thing and just run forever and nobody can stop him. It's yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
1: uh, Ryan Tannehill ran in a touchdown and uh, everybody just went at Henry and he was able to go around and score himself because uh, everybody thought, no, for sure, this is going to Derek.
0: But Tannehill uh, was able to punch it in. Well, hey, and also, too, he's, he's a great uh, he's great to utilize for deception. Yeah. Because obviously it's like <laughs> he's gonna get the ball and then he's gonna run us all over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest story that emerged out of Week Six is that the Cardinals are still unbeaten, six and zero. Oh. Um, the other big contenders in the NFC are the Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, and Rams, all sitting at five and one. Uh, we'll definitely go over all the games with them but um, uh the Cardinals this year um yeah six and0 I don't think most people suspected them to be able to uh just be the most dominant team in the league in the NFC for sure um I think they thought maybe another year or two Kyler was coming along and uh they they didn't quite make the playoffs last year uh, but uh, are you surprised that uh, they've been able to turn it around and and be this good this soon?
0: A little bit surprised. I, I thought this would happen next year. Yeah. Not happen as quickly as it's happening right now. But, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray's taken another step, for sure, in his development. And he looks literally sensational. Could yeah. I, would I say that he – is he an MVP candidate? I'd say from how he's playing so far, yeah. he yeah. looks like it to me. Yeah,
1: no, I – I agree. Um, lots of QBs are in the MVP conversation, but undefeated, playing amazing, great numbers every single game. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's definitely flexing his muscle and being uh, yeah, he's probably the front runner right now. Uh DeAndre Hopkins, another fantastic day with a couple of TD catches. AJ Green, Christian Kirk uh had touchdowns apiece. 37-14 against the Browns, and everybody's just Suspected that the Browns are going to give them a lot of trouble because they're, they are great this year on defense and, and offense. But um, this was just a, a really a big blowout.
0: Huge blowout. Uh, what the Cardinals did that really um, made it known that they were going to dominate the Browns was they took away the running game. They had no running game in this particular matchup. Nothing. And that was the, that was the huge story in this game. And that's why the Cardinals won so by an overwhelming amount. Yeah, well, the Browns were
1: relying so much on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt this year. And that one-two punch has been phenomenal, but uh, really shut down in this one. Um, Obviously, Chubb was out. Uh, Hunt uh, had 14 carries for 66 yards, but he got hurt as well. Uh, And he's out with a calf injury for a few weeks. So um, they're in trouble with no running game. Uh, I don't think Baker is good enough to uh, find his weapons without that running game threat. I think teams are just going to key on him, uh, bring the whole house at him and uh, yeah, make him beat them. Uh, I think they're in, in, in a lot of trouble with, the, with two running backs out.
0: It's going to be supremely hard for him to win games if he has to pass the ball 40 times a game. It's going to be really tough. And you're absolutely right. Defenses are just going to be like blitz, blitz, blitz. blitz. Uh, they are going to be blitz happy. They're going to be coming after him. Yeah.
1: That was actually um, back-to-back losses for the Browns in the first time in the Kevin Stefanski era, which was a surprising stat for me. Uh, you know, because Cleveland's uh, has been really a horrible organization for so many years and Uh, You know, they haven't quite turned it around fully. So um, first back-to-back losses uh, for Cleveland are really quite surprising. Uh, But did you catch the Hail Mary that was caught by David Peoples-Jones at the end of the first half there? That was a pretty incredible catch and throw uh, right at the end of the half.
0: Yes, it was. And I I just got to say, I love that guy's last name. It's Peoples-Jones. It's almost like he's the Peoples-Champion. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's a problem. great
0: catchment. Great yeah, catchment.
1: That was awesome. Yeah. Odell Beckham had five catches, 79 yards, trying to get back into shape, but uh had a shoulder injury in this one. Not sure about um how severe it is. Uh, but they say that uh Baker Mayfield has a shoulder separation. Uh he's supposedly gonna play through it, but uh, if you have a shoulder separation, I don't see how effective you're gonna be able to be.
0: Yeah, because that is really limiting on what you can do on the field, especially if, I don't know, you're the quarterback, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to throw the ball. It, it's uh, I'm, I'm more impressed that he's actually able to play through it. I'm very impressed by that.
1: Yeah. Uh, the cards traded and got uh, the tight end Zach Ertz from the Eagles this week to replace the injured Max Williams. Uh, that was um, a big move. I was really surprised. Uh, Ertz has been one of the top tight ends for many years, and I was surprised the Eagles gave him up.
0: How did they pull that off? <laughs> how do you lose a, a top, a high end, top end tight end yourself, and then all of a sudden you just go, well, we'll just take that guy? That guy's a pretty good guy. <laughs> I don't know how they pulled that off. That's yeah. actually kind of amazing.
1: I know, yeah. Well, we've seen the, the Cardinals pull off amazing trades. Uh, obviously, the DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson is, uh, you know, the biggest <laughs> one of all time. Even though Bill O'Brien is no longer in the league, uh, they still seem to be able to pull off
0: these huge moves and get the guys they need. Whoever that GM is, is a, is a genius. <laughs> the man is a wizard. Like, he's literally a wizard where he's just yep. like, who's just going to cast my spell, and you will give me the player I need, and I will give you nothing. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I want to go through the NFC. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start in the West. Uh, we we talked about the Cardinals. Now let's talk about the Rams. Uh, five and one took care of business, uh, crushing the Giants, 38-11. Uh, Stafford threw four TD passes, two to Cooper Cup, One to Woods and one to Daryl Henderson. Uh, Henderson also ran one in um, on the ground. Uh, Cup is just so much of a great weapon for him. Another nine catches for 130 yards and a couple TDs. Um, Yeah, so uh, there's another trade that's worked out
0: incredibly well for one team and very horribly for the other. Yes. Yes. Cause Stafford has found his home with the Rams and the Rams are so much better for it. And also too, it's really nice for Matthew Stafford to have uh, again, his security blanket and Cooper cup. All he's got to do is get the ball somewhere in that man's vicinity yeah. and it's caught. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. No kidding. Uh,
1: Taylor Rapp had two interceptions for the Rams and they're, their defense is uh, phenomenal too. Robert uh, Rochelle had an t- uh, interception and Jordan Fuller had nine tackles. Um Giants just really didn't have a chance here.
0: Giants did not have a chance. Uh the Rams defense was on point. Four takeaways by the Rams defense. Uh Jones with three interceptions. Uh, he was uh hurried all game.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh the Rams host the the Winless Lions
1: so It's uh, the, the, you know, it definitely shows there's that trade that was made. Um, Yeah, I think uh, Stafford's going to probably try to put up 100 points on on the Rams. It's going to be on the Lions. I mean, it's going to be pretty, pretty hilarious to watch this mismatch.
0: Yeah, it it is because I know Jared Goff is just like, man, I wish I was still on that team. That's a pretty good team. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: kidding. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's it in the late window. Rams hosting the Lions. Uh Giants host the Panthers in the early window. Uh we talked about it a bit today. Uh, the Sunday nighter, the Seahawks traveled to Pittsburgh uh for that uh uh Sunday nighter and um a lot of people were suspecting that Seahawks would get blown out without uh, Russell Wilson in there, Geno Smith coming in, making his first start in four years. Uh, but it was a very competitive game. Uh, Seahawks took a little bit time to get going, but in that second half, they made the comeback, forced overtime. Unfortunately, uh, weren't able to pull out the win. But, uh,
0: yeah, competitive, fun game to watch. Yeah, because it could have gone... Very, very badly and poorly for the Seahawks because they were down quick. And I thought to myself, oh, the Steelers score one more touchdown. This game is literally over. (laughs) But that's not what happened. Geno Smith orchestrated a comeback, which I was super impressed by, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. And uh, he quitted himself well. 23-32, 209 yards, one touchdown. And uh, DK Metcalf played well. Six receptions, 58 yards. Yeah, man. Uh, Seattle was game. Yeah, was a game. yeah,
1: yeah. I was yeah, really surprised. Uh, Chris Carson has been put on injured reserve, and he's out at least another uh, half a dozen weeks. Uh, Alex Collins came in, twenty carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. A pretty impressive performance by him.
0: Yeah, yeah, for him to come in and uh, uh, be the running back that the Seattle needed. And he he did his job well. He really did. Unfortunately, Seattle fell short. Steelers were better, uh, but uh, uh, hey, as long as, as as far as I'm concerned, as long as Smith actually gives the Seahawks a chance to win, he's doing his job. I expected more out of Chase
1: Claypool uh, with Juju uh, gone for the season. I th- I expected Claypool to uh, figure prominently, and he was shut down. Uh, Seahawks uh, obviously employed a good. Strategy or or Pittsburgh just wasn't thrown to Claypool, but only two catches for 17 yards. Uh, uh, very strange. I thought this was going to be a big breakout game for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he uh, it looked like uh, Seattle schemed to take him out of the game, uh, and they were actually successful in doing that. But they weren't successful for all the receivers. Uh, Johnson with nine receptions and 71 yards, and Najee Harris actually had a great game. 24 attempts, rushing, 81 yards, six receptions, 46 yards, and a TD. He
1: yeah. had a fantastic Yeah, no, he's a good weapon for them. Uh, they're, they're really lucky to have that guy. He's been he's been great. Uh, Seahawks now sit at the bottom of the NFC West with a 2-4 and four record. Uh, the 49ers had a bye. Uh, they remain in third in the NFC West. Uh, Seahawks will be hosting the Saints for the Monday Nighter uh, one week tonight and uh, the Steelers are three and three tied for third in the AFC North and the Steelers get a bye week this week. So uh, we'll be able to, uh, yeah, repair a lot of the injuries they have and uh, get ready for the, the second, third of the, of the year. Uh, let's turn to the NFC South. Uh, the Bucks still sit a couple games up. Uh, they beat the Eagles on Thursday, 28, 22. Uh, Tom Brady had another great game, 297 yards, a couple touchdowns. Fournette had a couple TDs on the ground. Brown and OJ Howard were the recipients of the TD catches. Jalen Hurts um, wasn't uh, throwing the ball much, but he got a couple touchdowns on the ground himself. And Zach Hurts had a touchdown in his last game with the Eagles. Um, But um, yeah, the Bucs just keep on rolling
0: five and one still looking great. Yep, still looking good. They are rolling. They're doing well. Brady leading the charge, but kind of concerning. The Bucks secondary not looking good. They right. lost yet another guy. And no. Richard Sherman left with a left the game with a hamstring injury. They are decimated back there.
1: Crazy, yeah, yeah. It's amazing that they've been able to withstand uh, that many injuries to that secondary. All oh, so many of the corners are hurt and. And, um, yeah, Sherman was brought in to uh, try to solidify that and uh, got injured too. Hopefully, he's not gone for long for them. And, um, but, uh, rolling along, the Bucks host the Bears, um, 125 on Sunday, and Philly goes to Vegas for the, um, uh, 105 start, um, on Sunday. Uh, in that South, the Saints and the Panthers, um, both had a bye, and the Falcons, uh, yeah, the F- Falcons sit down at two and three. Uh, also, um, were not in action. Uh, Minnesota was uh, uh, got a big victory, um, 34-28 in overtime over Carolina. Uh, both those teams now sit three and three. KJ Osborne caught the Kirk Cousins pass. And took it to the house to end that game. Cousins was amazing. 373 yards through the air. Three touchdowns. Um, He, yeah, he's on fire right now. So many weapons there. And, uh, uh, yeah, Minnesota got the big win to get to 500.
0: Yeah. And their three best offensive weapons played that way. Cousins, huge game. Uh, Cook, Delvin Cook. Huge game, 29 attempts, 140 yards, one touchdown in Thielen, 11 receptions, 126 yards, one touchdown. Those guys, when they're rolling like that, Vikings are really, really hard to beat.
1: Yeah, super hard to beat, yeah. Um, I was surprised that Chuba Hubbard didn't get a little more play, 16 carries for 61 yards. DJ Moore, five catches for 73. Sam Darnold was just okay. Uh, 207 yards, one TD, one interception. Um, but um, yeah, Minnesota ended up uh, pulling out that win. Uh, Carolina goes to the Giants a bit easier for them. And the Vikings go on their bye week. So um, getting a chance to have some time off. Um, so covering the Vikings in NFC North, uh, Green Bay has uh, emerged as the top team there five and one uh, they uh, yeah they're, they're just looking great um, a big victory over Chicago uh, 22 and five is Aaron Rodgers record against the Bears uh, he just seems to love going in there and breaking the hearts of the fans there uh, he had a little skirmish with them he said there was a woman in the stands when he scored the winning touchdown that was giving him the two birds and he uh, he was Say, saying some nice words to her, uh, nothing derogatory at all. He was just saying, Love this place, can't wait to come back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all he needs to say. That's all he needs. His record speaks for itself. That's why he loves playing against the games to Paris. He said as much, He's like, Oh, I love coming here. This is a great place for me. And wow. yeah, because he just keeps winning, he just keeps winning 17 to 23, 195 yards, two TDs. And uh, he even rushed for a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, Packers, who would have thought after that first week that they would be where they are now? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're um,
1: they're definitely, uh, yeah, just, yeah, looking great. Uh, they, they really struggled out of the gate, but boom, five wins in a row and uh, two-game lead over Minnesota and Chicago, who are both sitting at three and three. Aaron Jones looking great. Devontae Adams had another nice game. A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard. Um, yeah, this team is just firing on all cylinders. Uh, Justin Fields played okay, but they're not using him a ton. Um, they, uh, they had uh, David Montgomery was hurt, so they're using a backup running back, but he, uh, he played quite well. Khalil Herbert, uh, 19, carries 97 yards and a touchdown two catches for 15 yards. But, um, yeah, the Green Bay's just got way more weapons than Chicago has, and
0: it uh, really wasn't that close. No, it wasn't that close. And then also, too, they, they got that former MVP, you know, just tossing the pigskin around. So, yeah, you could say a little bit overmatched. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: Tad. Uh, Packers host Washington, uh, 10 a.m. early window on Sunday, and the Bears go to Tampa Bay. 125 pacific start uh gonna be tough for uh chicago uh detroit they remain the only winless team in the nfl destroyed by cincinnati 34 11 uh cincinnati four and two and detroit zero and six uh look like dan campbell was crying a bit again uh <laughs> i think i think his tears are going to fill up many buckets uh over the years, uh, this team is is terrible, and uh, yeah, they they're setting records that I thought Detroit would have had already. Uh, first time that 0 six sits, but man, like we've seen this organization struggle most of our lives, um, and
0: they're they're not coming out of this very soon. No, no, but the the, the new thing for me with the Lions is. Seeing the coach that just cries that much like, just, <laughs> he's always crying. <laughs> uh, like and I get it, man. I'd I, I'd be crying too. Like this is, it sucks. This, is this is hurtful. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. we've got Burrow going off 19 to 29, 271 yards, three touchdowns, crying. Mixed in 18 attempts, 94 yards, crying some more. Five reception, 59 yards, and a touchdown, crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, well, Burroughs was, uh, was in the hospital. Uh, he comes out of the hospital and has this good of a performance. But um, I think everybody's going to have great numbers against the Lions this year. It's going to be, oh, man, I get to really pad my stats. I'm going to make some serious money. I got to get 400 yards passing, three, four, five touchdowns. Um, it's going to be everybody's going to eat up on the Lions this year. And uh, as I said earlier, uh, the Lions faced a 5-1 and one Rams. And it's going to be Stafford against Goff. (laughs) And I think, uh, yeah, both of them are going to really want to play well, but I don't think Goff has much of a shot.
0: No, I I think Stafford actually has the advantage here with, you know, in terms of how good their teams are. One team is really good and one team is, like, not good (laughs) at all. (laughs) Just not good at all.
1: (laughs) No uh since he's in tough too they uh play Baltimore uh in the early window on Sunday. so uh sitting four and two pretty good st- starts of the year but i'm uh, gonna be in tough against uh, one of the best teams in the league uh okay let's talk a little bit about the NFC east um, the cowboys have really just emerged as the front runner uh washington and Philly sit at two and four and the Giants are one and five um the Cowboys pulled out a very dramatic 35-29 win at Foxborough. Patriots are tough there. Not too many teams can go into Foxborough and get a win, but um, Dak Prescott was incredible, had a phenomenal game. Uh, that great pass to CeeDee Lamb to finish it off uh, really, really was, you know, boom, uh, a, way to, a great way to end it. But um, I heard that uh, Dak was hurt on the play. Had to, has to get an MRI for a calf injury. And uh, that's got to be very worrying for uh, Cowboys Nation.
0: Yeah, because the Cowboys were rolling. And they're rolling with their quarterback. And now that he could potentially be out for an unknown period of time, kind of sucks. Yeah. Kind of sucks when they were rolling as well as they have been. And, and Prescott, had a, he had a monstrous game. He had a huge game. 36 to 51, 445 yards, three TDs, one <laughs> INT. But he had and then C D Lamb with the winning touchdown, and he scored another touchdown, nine receptions, 149 yards. And the Cowboys, they are they they are for real. Yeah. They are for real. And they actually have a defense to help back up the offense. Diggs again with another interception. Yeah. Pick six interception. Then, 7 INTs in 6 games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. That Diggs family sure has great hands and and uh he tied Rodney Harrison for the most touched uh, most interceptions in the first 6 games, 7 altogether. Uh that pick 6 was incredible. Uh it looked like that was the going to be the winning margin for Dallas and uh the Patriots ended up getting Mac Jones. He threw a Huge long bomb. Got a touchdown. I think there was 16 seconds between TDs there, and uh, Patriots really went hard at it, but um, Cowboys were just a bit too much. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what shakes out with this MRI report uh, for Dak. Um, yeah, everybody that's a, a Cowboys fan, sure hoping that it wasn't anything serious, but surprising that he was wearing a walking boot and had to get an MRI that quick. Um, I think that's concerning because usually if you get a calf injury, you're just thinking, okay, well, we'll evaluate it over a few days, but to already be scheduled for an MRI, uh, I was quite surprised.
0: Yeah, it is. It is super concerning because like, what if it isn't like, it's attached to the calf, but it's not a calf injury. What if it's an Achilles injury? Yeah. Because I know I've gone through that. I've worn the boot like that myself. And I hope it's not that because if it is, well, he, he's gone for the, he's gone for the year. Yeah, He'd be gone for the year. Right. So, Definitely. but hopefully it's not like that. So we don't know until we know. So, so Cowboys fans don't panic yet. Yeah. Well, I guess the good thing is the Cowboys uh, have a bye week. So
1: uh, no games coming up. Uh, give Dak a chance to uh, heal up. Uh, New England hosts the Jets in the, early window so um yeah so uh okay we've covered the nfc let's switch to the afc uh the baltimore ravens sit at at five and one top team uh buffalo is four and one and it looks like they're just about to throw another touchdown oh oh Diggs oh, got oh, flags oh. on them and it looks yep. like they're gonna have the ball down at the one yard line one yard line yep. yeah They're down 24, 23 with one forty left in the third, but it looks like pass interference on Tennessee and, uh, down. Yeah. Down to the one yard line. So Buffalo still, um, yeah, has a really good chance to, to be even with Baltimore at five and one. Uh, let's see. Was it a definite pass interference there?
0: Uh, I think it was, man. Oh yeah. He not, hit him much before. He yeah, him. definitely. Right. Cause he was coming yeah. back for the ball and then he wouldn't let him do that. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah, we'll keep you posted on, on that. Um, Tennessee is, uh, having a good year, but, uh, yeah. in tough here with Buffalo. Um, let's see. Uh, three teams at four and two, the Bengals, uh, just one game back at Baltimore and the AFC North chargers and Raiders four and two top of the AFC West and Tennessee. If they can pull out the win, uh, they'll be four and two too. Uh, is that Beasley touchdown or.
0: Um... Yeah, they're not, they're not, it's not for sure yet. Okay. Let's see. Let's see this. Ooh, Looks
1: like it to me, but Oh, uh, no, yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. no. So, uh, Third and goal. uh They Ooh, just stuffed the got run.
0: A run. oh Josh got Allen
1: tried to run it in. Stuffed the run. Third and goal down at the one yard line. Oh man, Ooh, this
0: is good. <laughs> oh, he just stand. Oh man.
1: Let's see. Can it be a goal line stand?
0: Oh yeah. Look at that. The linebackers swallowed him up. Oh he yeah. No Any shot. penetration there? Yeah. Yeah. No shot. Look at him. Where do you think you're going, son? Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay, here we go. Okay, all right, all right. What do you uh, think, is it a run or a pass?
1: No, it's a pass.
0: Uh, uh.
1: Oh, touchdown, Sweeney. Yep, nice. Wow. Nice.
0: nice design, nice play, nice play.
1: And they're going for two, so they can push to a seven-point lead. Tommy Sweeney with the one-yard TD reception. Nah. Looked like they were looked like they were lined up for a run, but uh, faked it yep. and threw nah. a nice little pass to the tight end Sweeney in there.
0: Yeah, like Sweeney. Uh, yeah. Wow, these, yeah, that is oh that that guy almost had that. The defender was right there.
1: Oh yeah, perfect pass.
0: Perfect
1: pass. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how they uh, manage with this two pointer. Uh, Baltimore is just having a phenomenal year. 34 and 34 to six. Oh, trickery. Oh, the Philly special.
0: Ooh.
1: Gosh, yeah. Alan got the touchdown catch. Wow. Nice. That's nice.
0: That was nice. That was nice. Trickery. Oh, that was nice, man. That was nice. Look at Brable. He's like, I'm, super <laughs> <stupid."> <laughs> wow, I'm not that happy. Was, that was a brilliant play. No, no. Brable's like, that was actually pretty good. It looked defensive. like a
1: pretty shitty pass by Knox, but uh
0: Allen was so wide open that oh time. look at him like yeah he's he's by himself <laughs> he's playing catch in the backyard. That that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: they're gonna have to use that again this season. That was a nice play.
0: Oh yeah, super easy.
1: So <laughs> um, yeah, as I was saying, right Ra- Ravens uh won 34-6 over the Chargers. A lot of people expected that game to be. Uh, a blowout. I'm mean, not a blowout. A really, really tight game. Uh, a, a a really big offensive explosion. But um, Ravens just shut the Chargers down. Like they they had 26 yards rushing on the entire day. Austin Eckler had six carries for seven yards on the ground. Uh, absolutely shut down the Chargers like nobody has this season at all.
0: Yeah. First like second time, I believe the charges have been held under 16 points since they drafted Herbert. Wow. Second time. And so that's just telling you how dominant the Ravens were on defense. Amazing, eh? Yeah. Uh
1: Lamar Jackson uh broke a record. He got he has 35 wins before the age of 25. Um he beat Dan Marino's record that was at 34. Drew Bledsoe was third at 32 Uh, he's 35 and eight in his NFL career and he doesn't turn 25 until January 7th I believe it is and so he still has a chance to put 10 more victories on that record
0: that's incredible that is incredible and it's a testament to the Ravens organization by saying I think we're going to get that guy I think that's a good choice for us yeah, incredible! Bravo. Yeah, he's um,
1: he's led them to the postseason three straight times. A thousand yards rushing twice. MVP in 2019, and um, there was a really great video I watched today. Uh, he has his jersey number eight retired by the Louisville Cardinal. Uh, uh, coming up in November, they they surprised him with a Zoom call. Uh, they told him it was going to be media availability with all the reporters he went into a room and all of a sudden it was a zoom call with all his louisville teammates coaches training staff all his uh, the people that he loves and, and around there it was it's a really good video i'm going to post on on our website um, awesome to watch uh, everybody just couldn't say enough great things about him
0: And he's very deserving of all that high praise. Very deserving. Uh, He's been so successful so far in his uh, NFL career. And there's just nothing. There's more to come. And I'm excited to see it.
1: Yeah. It was nice to see the Ravens finally had Rashad Bateman there. He had been injured. Their draft pick uh, had been injured the entire year. Finally got an opportunity to play. And, um, yeah, I think he'll start clicking with Lamar. Uh, seems like uh, a really good weapon to have. Uh, really shocked that the Chargers uh, were were shut down so bad, but um, the Chargers get a bye this week, so uh, maybe they can regroup. Uh, the Ravens will be hosting the Bengals in the early window. Um, the Raiders, uh, with all the turmoil over John Gruden, uh, a lot of people suspected they wouldn't be able to uh, pull off this win against the Broncos, but uh, they were able to beat them 34-24. Derek Carr was uh, phenomenal, 341 yards touch, uh, with a couple touchdowns. And um, they, a lot of their weapons were really good. Uh, the Raiders had three interceptions off Teddy Two Gloves. Um, Bridgewater had a good game, but those three picks were definitely the, the, uh, the difference between the Raiders
0: and the Broncos. Yeah, you, 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 you can't give away the ball like that in an NFL and expect to win. You just can't do it, even though Teddy had three TDs, but those three INTs really sealed their fate in this, in this game.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, Broncos go to Cleveland for the Thursday nighter this week, and the Raiders will be hosting the Eagles uh, at 1.05 uh, Pacific time on, on Sunday. Uh, okay. Uh, the Chiefs still seem a bit off. Um, I'm gonna say it's the half a billion dollar contract <laughs> that was given Mahomes, uh, probably giving them some trouble, uh, being able to fill out their entire roster with legitimate top end talent. Um, would you agree? 500 million, half a billion dollars is. Probably one of the reasons why they're not really at the uh, the top right
0: now. How about, uh, or I could put it to you like this if you don't pay him, what are you going to do? You gonna watch him leave? You know, right. watch that yeah. this generational talent that, yeah, you're going to have to give him a lot of money, but I think he's worth it. <laughs> yeah, he's worth it, probably, but. But yeah, when but you
1: it, spend that kind of money, are you able to get the depth at all positions that you need?
0: Yeah, and then that's the problem. And I think that's the conundrum that they're now facing because, you know, the defense is, if they're able to, they're trying to take away one of the weapons, either Tyreek Hill or they 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 focus on uh, Kelsey It's yeah. one or the other. Yeah. But since they were playing Washington, it wasn't that much of a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh Mahomes threw his eighth pick this year. He only had six all of last year. So uh he's um he's not sharp. He he definitely has looked a lot better over the last few seasons than this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's 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 I think he's having a tougher time uh against the schemes that the defenses are throwing at him, and also too with the mere fact that his guys that he usually likes to pass the ball to, Kelsey and, and Hill. Defenses are trying to take those two guys away. yeah. And so then what now, what else do you have? And then that speaks to what you were talking about before. Yeah. Uh,
1: The Chiefs uh, uh, defense has been terrible this year. And I expected Taylor Heineke and a lot of uh, Washington's weapons to um, really have a big game, but um, they only put up 30, 13 points, 31, 13, Washington two and four. And um, yeah, probably uh, not going very far this year as well. Um, let's see, uh, Washington goes to green Bay. Um, not an easy task and the chiefs, uh, they'll go to Tennessee face the Titans who are down, uh, 31, 24 with 1250 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, let's see. So, uh, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the Patriots. Losing that. Uh, oh, we did. We tried about the Patriots losing that tight one to the Cowboys. Uh, Jets are far down the list at one and four. Uh, and the Dolphins uh, are at the bottom of that division. Uh, I couldn't believe that they could take a trip to jolly old England and not get a victory over. The, Jag, the Jags, uh, who had the second-longest losing streak in NFL history at 20 games, uh, somehow, even with Tua coming back, they were able to um, get defeated by the Jags. A big win by uh, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. All the controversy that's been swirling around that team. Uh, pretty shocking that they could get that victory.
0: Yes, and, and then also, too, it was – a nice aside about this story about their kicker who was i, I believe he was a software engineer and then it's like wow well, we, we need another kicker and the guy comes off the street to play for the jags and hits two field goals and the one to win it wow amazing amazing, amazing. Yeah.
1: that is amazing yeah. yeah yeah he looked like a kid that the guy was <laughs> uh, it was hilarious and uh huge uh kick uh to uh yeah give him a chance at it and then one second left they uh another 50 yarder and uh yeah huge win uh pretty wild that you could pull a guy uh off the street like that and he could come in and win you
0: a game yeah yeah like like that, that his friends must be like hey you, you know my buddy just came off the street played for the jags won of the game. <laughs> so, yeah. that's actually pretty cool man
1: that's that's Dave, pretty cool. yeah sports is cool like that when uh yeah regular joes can come in and make a difference uh jacksonville has a bye because uh they they made that trip across uh but the dolphins are uh, forced to host the falcons and uh yeah not looking good for the dolphins this year Tua was out uh, thought when he came back they'd be able to uh, played pretty well, but uh, no, they, uh, they they lost to the Jags and sit at one in five, bottom of the division. Um, the Colts had a huge win over those sad loser Texans that uh, we talked about, Bill O'Brien making the uh, worst trade in the history of football, probably. Um, uh, Texans are, are just terrible. Uh, Colts were able to get their second win. Um, everybody had big games, Jonathan Taylor, man, that guy's great. 10.4 yards average, 14 carries for 145 yards and a couple touchdowns. We talked about Derek Henry getting over 10 yards a carry Jonathan Taylor, another, uh, one of those great running backs that uh, was able to get a first down every time he touches the ball.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a testament to just how bad the Texans defense is, which is porous. Yeah. Just let the guy run wild back there, and then also too Carson Wentz doing his best impression of Tom Brady, just throwing bombs out there. So, so some some of the balls that he threw, I was like, "Ooh, that is pretty." God, look at that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that one good. to Paris Campbell was beautiful. It was uh, really incredible. And then Mo alley Cox had another nice long touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, Carson once is turning it around uh, maybe he's rejuvenating himself and uh but um yeah not not too tough of a task against Houston
0: no 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 because like any team that plays Houston is just like oh this is great Chalk up a win for us like, right now <laughs> Here <we> go, yeah
1: <laughs> uh yeah so the Colts play the 49ers who had a bye this past week uh, they play them on the Sunday nighter and the Texans play those undefeated Cardinals. So uh, good luck. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think seven and zero, oh, and, and uh, yeah, one and six will be uh, the records after that one. So um, yeah, but uh, another great um, week in the NFL, lots of, lots of great games, uh, man, shaping up to be uh, a phenomenal year. Just uh one third of the way through. Uh, Two thirds left, but um, yeah, a lot of the top teams are really emerging, a lot of middle ground and some of the, you know, real bad teams, but uh, definitely we're starting to really see the cream of the crop now, finally.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're seeing those teams rise to the top and uh, I look forward to seeing how the playoffs shake out, yeah. you know, once we get closer and closer to that, that
1: point in time. I know, I know. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's put the NFL to bed for now. Let's talk about the UFC. We had uh, a smaller card, UFC Vegas 40. Uh, We had uh, a women's fight, Aspen Ladd and Maria Dumont uh, as the main event. Uh, One of the most boring main event fights I've seen in years. It was just hard to watch. Uh, Aspen Ladd had an opportunity to really showcase her abilities and get herself near the top of the division. But um yeah, she really let her fans down, let her corner down and just didn't come up with a very good performance. Just uh tried the same thing over and over and over and it was like it was like the first round was just put on repeat for the whole 5 rounds. It was just uh,
0: really really not a good fight at all. Stagnant. She was stagnant in there. And I don't to me it seemed like her head wasn't in the game. No. Her coach was imploring her to do something. <laughs> To bite, to to try, to 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 throw volume, to throw, ca- just do something. <laughs> like he, was, he was imploring for his fighter to please fight your opponent. And no. she just couldn't do it. She couldn't pull the trigger. No. And I, I don't know why. I don't know what was going on within her head, but she definitely, she did not have it on this particular night. She not did all. not have it.
1: No, no, it was, it was tough, tough to watch. And yeah, I don't want to spend any more time talking about it. It was just uh, yeah, a, yeah, really, her head just didn't seem to be in the game. That was a really good point you made. Uh, she just didn't seem to be there. Didn't respond to anything that her coach and staff coach coaches told her to do. And yeah, so, um, but I enjoyed the co-main event. I liked also uh, Jim Miller uh, to see Jim Miller and, and ha- see him get a big victory, Andre Orlovsky was making his 35th octagon appearance, and Jim Miller is making his 38th. And those two combined had more octagon appearances than everybody else on the card combined. So that is something that is pretty rare, pretty crazy. Uh, two veteran, long, long term time veterans in the sport. Um, Arlovsky, former heavyweight champion, Jim mm-hmm. Miller, uh, you know, has moved up the ranks and all those top most everything. Uh, but great to see them both
0: still relevant and getting victories. Yeah. It's just a testament to their longevity in the sport. And let's, let's be honest here. One of the hardest sports to have longevity in yeah. and they're still going. Yeah. And I, 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 I applaud Jim Miller. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it, but he wants to fight in UFC 300. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're closing in on UFC 270. So I believe it's kind of like 10 pay per views per year or something like that. So he's, we're still three years away. Three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From him getting to that point. And if he does that, wow, man. Yeah. Like that won't be equaled again. That'll be a
1: legendary type of thing that, uh, yeah, he'll just, he'll be able to always have on, on a resume and uh, nobody else is going to, you know, achieve that uh, for sure. 100, 200 and 300. uh, Yeah. That's, that's amazing that he's been around that long and uh, yeah, it was cool to, you know, just see, you know, he's had second most finishes ever uh, second you know most appearances, second most of this third, most of that just, Oh, you know, just littering the record book and, and being able to, you know, get a, a knockout uh, that he's not known for KOs, get a big knockout of, of a guy. He's making his USA debut, but a guy that's uh, been around the regional circuit for a long time, uh, Eric Gonzalez, the ghost pepper, tough guy, uh, but uh, Miller was able to get him out of there.
0: Yeah. Hit him with that solid left and shut his lights out. KO. He was out as soon as that fist connected with that chin. He was. He went to sleep. Uh It was. I was super impressed by that. I was like, "Oh!" It was one of those. I I think I did a Joe Logan moment. I was like, (laughs) oh! That was one of those. (laughs) I know.
1: Yeah, it was just right away. Start of the round. Bam! uh, Hit him. Knocked him down. A couple more shots. Mark Smith came, came in and saved Gonzalez. Um, yeah. And, and he, um, the other thing about Miller was he got COVID in September and, uh, was just coming out of that into October here. Uh, I was really shocked that he was able to come back and and still look great. Um, when he said he had COVID just last month, uh, that blew my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he just, and he looked that good. He looked, he looked fantastic. He looked great. He looked like the Jim Miller of old. I, the only thing that I always worry about, like, uh, Miller or Olavsky, is just the the tread on the tires, so yeah. to speak. Sure. Like, is there going to be a point where there these guys are in a fight and then you'll just see it as a severe drop-off? We saw it with Chuck Lydell. Yeah. I would like to think, no, hopefully we don't with these two. I want to see them to continue to strive and succeed in, in, in the UFC, but it might happen at some point. Sure. We might see that.
1: Arlovski's um fighting very smart these days. Uh, he's been able to win five out of his last six, and he he outpoints guys. He just understands the game so well. He knows how to stick and move, uh, get in more shots than the other guy does. Don't take damage. Uh, really, a really smart fighter in the past couple couple years here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he he looked at Felipe, and you know Felipe, he wants to brawl you. Yeah. He wants to get down and dirty, and Orlovsky just wouldn't allow it to happen.
1: No, stuck a
0: move, stayed on the outside, used his movement, uh, and he got the win. That was a very efficient win for Orlovsky. Really good. Yeah. Uh, I was mentioning
1: with Jim Miller. Uh he sits, he sits uh tied for third most finishes in UFC history. Charles Oliveira, his first was 17. Didn't Uh, Donald Cerrone, 16. Uh, Vitor Belfort, Anderson Silva, and Matt Brown all have 14, same as Jim Miller. And um, yeah, great, uh, amazing performance. And I I really like seeing guys that can still be relevant late into their late 30s and even into their 40s. Um, It is the toughest sport to be able to, you know, stay at the top and be able to get victories when you're that old um yeah i'm I'm hoping the same for you for you that you just said i i don't want to see them take some severe abuse because uh they've been through so many wars and sometimes your chin's not as good anymore but uh on this night uh both got the wins
0: yeah both got the wins and deservedly so they fought smart they fought well and they got they got the victory
1: uh, I was impressed with Manon Fiorio from uh, France uh, in the women's flyweight fight before that. Uh, she's nicknamed the Beast. Uh, first woman from France ever to get a win in the UFC. She's won uh, eight in a row now. Um, she, looked, uh, she looked phenomenal. Wow, what a performance.
0: Yeah, she looked great. Uh, she had the volume on her side, kept pumping out the job, kept throwing her combinations uh unfortunately for bueno silva she just didn't throw enough yeah she didn't throw with her and i believe and that's what cost her this bite like she she just didn't have the same amount of volume that fioro was throwing back at her
1: yeah it just uh it was really weird uh, it was just three punch combinations over and over and over and uh silva just kept shaking her head oh that didn't hurt that didn't hurt but she didn't answer her and you know she just takes Three shots, maybe block two of them, but just yeah, just laugh and say no, that didn't hurt, that didn't hurt, I'm good. But uh definitely wasn't matching her output, and she seemed shocked by the uh, decision. But uh, I don't think most other people were shocked.
0: Did what? Did I lose you? There no, no. Sp- and she oh. shouldn't be shocked because hmm. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I lost you. Okay, but it's okay though. Um, she shouldn't be shocked by the fact that she that she lost because she didn't she didn't she didn't she, she didn't have enough output she yeah. didn't throw with her and uh, when you shake your head saying that it doesn't hurt like you were saying well that's all well and good but you gotta you know fight you know yeah. what I mean you gotta yeah. you got fight <laughs> yeah exactly uh, the fight that started off the main
1: card Nate Landawer against Ludovite Klein um amazing amazing fight probably my f- uh, favorite fight of the night uh i thought uh, landwehr uh, was really phenomenal in his submission win
0: yeah yeah he, he he was impressive like he went up against a guy that's a really a technician as a striker and he crowded him yeah. I, and i i i want to say that he crowded him and he made it into more of his kind of fight a dirty gritty fight And because Klein operates better in space and he just took his space away. And then all of a sudden, Klein doesn't like fighting like that. You could tell in that fight that that's not the way he likes to fight. That's not the way he likes to operate. And Landwehr was beginning to come on more and more. And then in that third round, managed to lock up that Dars choke and get the finish.
1: Yeah. Uh, Landwehr, uh, he's from Tennessee. He's got quite the accent on him. Uh, pretty fun personality when he was in the cage. Uh, yeah, he seems like he's going to be one of the fan favorites.
0: Yes, yes. He's, he's got a personality. He's got that southern twang to him. I I like him. I like yeah. him. I like the way that he fights. He fights uh, with a purpose and a ferocity there.
1: That was a nice Anaconda submission that he pulled off.
0: Yes, yes. Thank yeah. you very much for that, for that correction. Anaconda. Yes, yeah. thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was impressed. It was a very, very, very good fight. Um, okay, the featured fight on the prelims, middleweight battle between Bruno Silva and Andrew Sanchez. Another uh, great fight. Uh, couldn't believe the comeback that Bruno Silva had in this one. Um, probably uh, one of the comebacks of the year. Uh, he was able to, yeah, he looked in a lot of trouble early. Uh, but it was able to get the knockout halfway through the third round,
0: and also too what ha- what helped Silva to win this fight was the point deduction that unfortunately Sanchez suffered for the three illegal strikes. Right. Yes, they were unintentional, but I understood where the ref was coming from. It was three times. Yeah, you got to do something. You got you got to do something, man sure Can't let
1: happen yeah, I hear you yeah it uh yeah it was brutal and uh it, it definitely looked like uh, it was it was probably going to end in a draw but uh yeah no, Silva was able to uh, pull it out just he threw so many accurate strikes and uh, just was relentless in his pursuit of get getting the win keith Peterson just had to finally step in and say hill oh, enough enough
0: that was it was a, a relentless assault. Yeah, it was a relentless assault. And But what Silva did is what Ladd couldn't do. Right. He listened to his corner. And when his corner said, you're going to have to get in there and take him out. <laughs> and Silva just said, all right, coach, he's done. <laughs> and he went in there and he took him out. Like, yeah. that's, that's what you got to do sometimes. That was great. Yeah, exactly what we were
1: hoping Aspen Ladd would do in the main event. But uh, she did not. But, um, yeah, great, great performance by Silva. Uh, quickly, let's talk about uh, hot chocolate, Danny Roberts, uh, getting the decision win there. Um, landing some takedowns. Uh, it was ended up being a split decision, uh, super razor sh- uh, thin fight. Um,
0: what did What did you think of this one? I thought Roberts just edged the meave just enough to win that fight. Like but it, like you just said, it was close. Yeah. Very very close fight. They fought each they fought each other at every stage at every level in that fight. But Roberts was the better man, yeah. but barely, very close. Well,
1: there was a there's a ton of people on this card that were former M1 Global champions. Uh, Ameev was a uh, gl- f- former Global middleweight champ, uh, taken take down a lot of his opponents, but he was having troubles with Hot Chocolate which surprised me because um, he had just came out of shoulder reconstruction surgery and uh, had, had a bit of a layoff, but um, yeah, the Liverpool product was able to get the big win. Uh, last fight. I really want to mention is Lupita God, God, Godinez fighting Luana Carolina uh, on seven days rest. Uh, Lupita was able to get in there and, and get a fight uh, right away. Fastest turnaround ever in UFC history. The uh, the local Vancouver Coquitlam product uh, getting, uh, getting in there. Unfortunately, losing a decision, but um, uh, fighting a, a weight class up, I just don't think uh, that's the right weight class for her. I think she needs to go back down. Uh, great that she was able to come in and be a late replacement, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the women are just too big at that upper weight
0: class. Yeah, it was, it was really apparent. And it was super apparent on the scales since she came in, what was that? Five pounds underweight? Yeah. And, and you could tell. You could tell the dispar- disparity in the sizes of the two women. Yeah. You know, like, so it, it showed. It showed in the fight. Lupina, Carolina, bigger woman, bigger fighter, used that size to her advantage. Very hard for Gudinez Gude- 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 to try to take her down. And uh, all Carolina had to do was stay on her feet and pepper some shots. And then that's what won her the play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do want to mention um, the Mongolian, uh, Danai uh His nickname is Storm. Um, man, that guy is lethal. He is going to cause a lot of people some trouble. Um, just a, a, a massive KO. Uh, just really, really tough guy. He's uh, he's going to be uh, trouble for that bantamweight division going forward.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he is nothing but trouble. He's got power for days, my friend. No. Power for days. And he didn't get hit with anything in that fight. No. Nothing came back at him. He no. just tagged. That's Man. It.
1: Yeah, he's tough. Wow. Brandon Davis. Uh, it was a shocking mismatch there. Um, yeah, he 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 shouldn't have been in with that guy. They, they weren't weren't on the same level at all.
0: No, they were not. And it was very, very clear that they were not on the same level.
1: <laughs> yeah. no kidding, yeah. uh, OK, uh, why don't we just quickly touch on next week's card. This coming Saturday, uh, early card again. Uh, 10 a.m. prelims, one o'clock main event. Uh, we've got two top middleweights who both fought for the belt: Paulo Costa and Marvin Vittori. Uh, who do you who who do
0: you sort of side with in this one? Uh interesting matchup. Interesting matchup. Like I, I want to say I, I think Vittori will probably. Utilize a more wrestling, grappling, heavy approach. But Costa has the power to shut his lights out immediately. Right. Right. And yeah, I I I'm gonna be honest, I have no idea where this fight could go. It could go a couple different ways, or it could be an absolute war, it could be one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited to see what the outcome will be. I really am.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, these two guys are both uh, super tough. Um, not on Israel Adesanya's level, but uh, number two against number five, the Italian dream against the eraser, both uh, super, super tough. Um, I I was quite shocked uh, when I looked into uh, Vittori that he's only had two KOs in his entire career. Uh, I, I was really surprised by that. Uh, most... Um, he's only had two submission victories in his UFC career and all the rest were decisions. So he goes to decision most of the time, uh, Paulo Costa, uh, basically just KOs uh, his opponents. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I can see, you know, your point there. I think Vitor is going to use that approach. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, it. uh, the thing that bugs me about Costa was, his excuses after he lost to Adesanya said he was hungover, uh, didn't get much sleep, drank a ball of wine uh, before the fight. Um, yeah, it was just a mismatch. It was just Adesanya much better. Uh, just, you know, accept the defeat, move forward. Don't tell anybody you got hammered and
0: you were hungover. Uh, I thought it was pretty dumb. Well, it's ridiculous. So what are you doing? drinking before a major championship fight are you out of your mind are you like like Uh, not like that's that's the most idiotic thing I think I've ever heard in my life when he said that I was like okay you're not very smart are you yeah not very smart no but but at the same time Vittori did the same thing when Adesanya smashed him he was just in utter denial how could I have lost I didn't look no it's like no man you lost. You lost. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember his shock in the cage? He was like, yes. What? I didn't yeah. win that. I was like, wow, what? You're pretty delusional, buddy. Like everybody else knew you lost.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he 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 for some reason thought in his mind, oh, easy win. Won every round. It's like, <laughs> no, no, you, you didn't win any rounds. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, this will not be for another title shot. Um uh, Israel Adesanya will fight uh, Whitaker in January, and the winner of that will face the winner of uh Derek Brunson, Jared Cannonier, that's happening in early 2022. So, this is just sort of for ranking, posturing, getting another victory on your belt. But, um, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I think these two guys are really good, they're not at the champs level, but uh, still really, really compelling fighters and i think it's a good matchup
0: i think it's a great matchup too and again like i just think it's a very intriguing matchup because you know what they say styles makes fights and these these two fighters their styles can be any different from each other
1: yeah i agree yeah uh i think there's 15 fights on the card nine fights on the prelims um yeah uh, a lot of uh A lot of younger fighters, but um, also some uh, sprinkled in with a few uh, fighters you'd you'd like to see. But um, let's turn to the NBA. We are on the cusp of the NBA season. Uh, Tomorrow night, they open their 75th anniversary season. Um, It's going to be a great year. There was a ton of uh, guys that changed teams. Lots of, uh, lots of things to break down. Um, yeah. Why don't we, why don't we start talking about, uh, some of the teams in the Western conference that will, um, seem to be the the elite will be the teams to beat. Um, I, I know the Lakers have done a lot of very strange things, uh, this off season, uh, signed a ton of veterans, but, Um, The biggest thing that everybody's wondering about is Russell Westbrook and will he work with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Uh, Will that big three be able to coexist and uh, pull off uh, what everybody suspects as uh, the Lakers going to another final?
0: Yeah, possibly. It's possible. It's possible. But the only thing is Russell Westbrook will have to kind of rein it in a little bit, you know, not just go Maverick and just do whatever he wants to do. Like, he's yeah. going to have to rate it in. And I, I think LeBron James has Russell Westbrook's respect enough that he'll try to do that. I'm going to be honest. He's not always going to succeed. Just no. not. That's no. not who he is. But, like, he plays with an intensity that I know that his teammates respect. And he plays hard every game. So, as long as he's going to bring you that. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, can AD stay healthy? Sure. Can, he, can he just stay healthy enough? That guy stays healthy. They are a problem in the playoffs. Yeah. But he has to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy, man.
1: Yeah, he hasn't proven that he can in his whole entire career, so it's pretty doubtful. But uh, they do have a lot of veteran pieces, as I mentioned. Uh, Camaro, Cam, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Rajon Rondo, DeAndre Jordan, Wayne Ellington, uh, overhaul the whole entire roster. Uh, I think they're going to miss KCP and Alex, Alex Caruso. Um, I think uh, their defense is going to have a lot of troubles. And, and uh, yeah, with this many aging veterans, I think um, they probably will be derailed by injuries and and troubles there um i don't see them being able to uh get where they want to go with uh, this you know veteran laden lineup because um yeah we've seen it guys start getting injured the older they get and they just don't have that longevity
0: yeah it, it's just so much harder to bounce back as you get older like how about this we never thought we'd see lebron get that injured last year yeah. but it happened yeah. and so and then also too that's just a it was a freak accident, by the way, but at the same time, we're not used to seeing him get injured ever, really. No,
1: not at all, no,
0: exactly. Yeah, but, but he's of the age now where those things will begin to mount up and creep up, so we're going to have to keep an eye on the Lakers and just see how their health is throughout the season. They are
1: in the evening game tomorrow against the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors have retooled and uh, got some uh, pieces in place, uh, but they're still waiting for Clay Thompson. No exact word when he's coming back. Um, they, they seem to be, uh, I, I think they're going to be much better this year. They don't have any rookies in the starting lineup. Uh, Otto Porter jr. Was a, um, a good acquisition. Uh, so, so was uh, Bielichka. Uh, Jordan Poole, I think is going to emerge as a, a scoring threat. Um, but Unless uh, Clay comes back soon, um, yeah, they won't be able to be up at that top level. But hopefully Clay can, be- can come back uh, later on in the season and uh, give them that spark they need.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I love the fact that they're taking their time with it yeah. because they're just like, hey, oh, okay. So we tried this once before. It didn't work out so well. No. So this time no. we're going to be super and ultra careful. And we will bring you back gradually. Yeah. Gradually. <laughs> That's
1: very smart. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's give an update on the football. Uh, Tennessee has a three-point lead, 34-31, 44 seconds on the clock. Uh, Buffalo is in the red zone trying to get the goal head score.
0: Uh, what is it? Third,
1: third and six. Uh, 38 seconds to go so big play definitely four down territory here um, trying to get in the end zone Uh, I would say they'll probably kick the uh, tying field goal if they don't score on this coming play yep let's take a yeah let's let's take a quick uh look at it and see what the bills are going to do
0: Man, am I, am I on a delay? You seem to be ahead of me. Yeah, maybe. To... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay, here we go. Here we go.
1: Josh Allen is going to run for a first
0: down. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was super athletic. That was impressive. <laughs> yeah. That was impressive. Wow. Look at that, that was lead. impressive. And he got out of bounds, right? I think they're calling
1: him. Are... I think they're calling him out, yeah. I think the clock stopped at 22. <laughs> down to the two-yard line with the first down.
0: Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Oh, man. I need tender out. <laughs> They've shown
1: lots of replays.
0: Yeah, no, no. It's really nice. It's really nice. Uh, let's let's see it from a different angle. I'm
1: point. seeing it, yeah. I think this is the eighth. Ah, <laughs> uh, there I'm
0: we go.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they're, now they're showing it with a virtual orange line. Ah, oh, there, there we go. Wow. Okay.
0: That's what I needed. Okay, to do. Yeah, they gave, they
1: gave it. No, they <laughs> didn't give it to him. Fourth and one. Ooh. Oh, and Tennessee took a timeout. Okay. Okay, Four yeah. and one, They didn't give it to him. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I would have given it to him. Uh,
1: tomorrow night uh, for the NBA season, uh, they kick it off with the Bucks against the Nets. Uh, it's ring night. Uh, Milwaukee gets to hand out their. Championship rings, uh, first title since 1971. Um, These should be the two teams that meet in the Eastern Conference Final, uh, as long as um, uh, Brooklyn can keep it together. But Milwaukee, uh, they should be able to be there again, shouldn't they be?
0: Oh, yeah. Giannis took a step. He took a major step last year. He was literally uh, oh, oh! them, stuff them. Lost, they lost. Stuff them, lost. Stuffed four, them.
1: Now they're going to be both foreign too. Wow, what wow. a
0: fucking upset! Wow, great wow. game, great game, amazing, great game, man, great Holy game. Cow. That's incredible. <laughs> that, that nice game, but that's oh, such man. a big victory for Tennessee. That's <laughs> huge really, really, really victory. Huge victory! Huge goal line stand by Tennessee man. Wow, wow. that was so, impressive. But so
1: Baltimore is the only five and one team in the conference.
0: Yeah, amazing. Oh man, and that defensive lineman uh, ninety eight. Yeah, he read that perfect. He just, just like we oh, he had man.
1: Dawkins with one arm and, and then Allen he with got, the other,
0: and took him yeah. down.
1: Wow, he, he tackled everybody.
0: Just the whole team. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, that's they are man. happy. That's a big man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what a what a massive win for Tennessee.
0: Oh yeah, Ooh, they are pumped. They I are pumped. You. That's crazy. Yeah. Goal oh, line man.
1: stand. Goal line stand. Right at the end. That's <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's been amazing. The primetime games this year just so competitive. So many games coming down right to the end, it's been awesome.
0: no, it's 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 been so ridiculously good. Like every primetime game has been like must watch football, even with the bad teams. yeah, it it's been utterly fantastic. It's been fantastic man. yeah, awesome. okay. well, uh, let's let's turn
1: back to basketball. Um, yeah, we talked we're talking about that game tomorrow night that opens the season. Uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, yeah, looking great still. Uh, But Brooklyn, uh, pretty much the entire offseason has been overshadowed by Kyrie Irving, uh, deciding not to get vaccinated, uh, was talking about possibly just playing road games. Uh, The team finally said, no, just stay home, uh, sort it out. Uh, We don't want uh, the distraction. Um, I, I feel... I feel sorry for a lot of those veterans that uh, signed on to that team to uh, go for a title, and uh, all it's just been talking about Kyrie not being there the whole entire time, and and that's reducing their opportunity to get this championship in this window with all these veteran guys that are maybe in the last year or two of their of their uh, careers.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Because, like, I, I would want to think that KD and Harden could be able to talk to Kyrie, but here's the thing that those conversations, if they have happened, have been minimal at best or non existent because they know the kind of person he is. He's not going to listen to you, he's going to listen to himself. That's about it. Yeah, you know, if you don't like it, that's too bad for you. Uh, and then the Nets made their choice, too. It's like, all right, contract extension off the table. Kyrie, thank you so much for what you've given to us, whatever that was. You can stay at home. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a great move on their part because they literally can't do anything with him because he's not vaccinated. You yeah. can't trade him to another team because he can't play. <laughs> he, he can't play. So Crazy. it's like, it's just, it's useless. It's yeah. Kyrie had his first
1: 50, 40, 90 season last year. Um, Seven time all star, you know, has all the talent in the world. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's being selfish and he's being, you know, completely oblivious to the situation. Uh, there's still more than 2000 people a day dying of COVID in the US, more than 2000 day still. And he's deciding to not get vaccinated. Uh, it's, it's just insane. And uh, he's got a huge amount of fans, a huge amount of people that are going to uh, take his direction on what to do. And uh, he's risking lives by saying that, no, he doesn't believe in the vaccination. Um, there's going to be a lot of inner city kids that will, um, you know, follow his lead and not get vaccinated. And it could be very dangerous.
0: Could be, but also, too, those same kids can also follow other examples of the league. LeBron James, KD, James Harden, all these other guys, too. They've decided to get the vaccination, right? right. I'll, I'll, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate kid, just for a brief second. Yeah. It's his choice. What he yeah. wants to do, it is absolutely his choice. It's unfortunate that it's a detriment to the team, but at the same time, I'm sure Harden and KD are looking at each other and saying, ah, I think we can do it on our own anyways. I think we'll be okay. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they might just be able to, yeah. They might yeah. just be able to. So, As long as they uh, can stay. All the uh, ma- amazing additions they made, uh, La- LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, Patty Mills, James Johnson, all came there. Blake Griffin was brought in late last year. Um, Bruce Brown is a phenomenal Shooter now they've got Javon Carter on D, uh, rookie scorer Cam Thomas looks great. Um, Joe Harris is a phenomenal shooter. Uh, they just are stacked deep, deep,
0: deep there. And um, yeah, maybe they won't miss Kyrie. Well, they, they got they got great assets to the team to supplement their superstars. Yeah. They really do. And then also too, if if KD and Harden can just stay healthy. And hopefully Harden has gotten over his hamstring thing from last year. Those two can just stay healthy. They're going to be a problem. And like you just said, I think they'll be right there in the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll be right there. Even without Kyrie. Uh, Milwaukee was
1: able to trade George Hill and get Drew Holiday. And now they got George Hill back again. So basically nothing and got Drew Holiday. won a championship. And got the guy back. Uh, hey, sorry about that. We just needed to get rid of you for a little bit of time. Win a title. Now we'll bring you back and we'll win a title for you this coming year. Kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, what, what, what are the Pucks the audits on favor to win again? I, I'd say so. Like Their team is pretty much back to the, what it was, except um, they're missing who left? P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker was a big loss, Yeah. 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 But the DiVincenzo is back from injury and he's going to bolster that roster even more. So, I I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the Bucks do. And I'm actually more, I'm like super excited to see uh any new wrinkles that Giannis has added to his game over yeah. the offseason. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: That would be great. Yeah. Uh Grayson Allen was a good addition by them as well. Um uh Miami do you think they're getting back to the elite of the Eastern Conference after a down year? Uh, Kyle Lowry was obviously a huge addition. Uh, they lost a couple of guys in Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Bielichka. Um, They lost Trevor Ariza and uh, Precious uh, Achua. But um, they got Butler, they got Bam, they got Hero, they got Duncan, Oladipo probably has a bit of a bounce back. Um. yeah, do you see them being up near the top of that Eastern Conference?
0: Yeah, I do. Because I think the addition of Kyle Lowry really adds something that they were missing. The grit, the desire, the hunger, all of those things. And the leadership that that guy will bring to the table. All of that. I know that there's been the the conversation of how much more does Lowry give you than Goran Dragic, who's an excellent player himself. Yeah. But I think it's those intangibles that Lowry brings to the table because he's a dog. He's just, like, he's just like Butler. He's just like Jimmy. Those guys are peas uh, cut from the same cloth, so to speak. So I, 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 I expect Miami Heat to do well. And if Tyler Hero can get back to that confidence game that he had in 2020, oh, man, they're going to be tough. Yeah. They're going to be really tough. Exactly, yeah. Um,
1: OK, Philly was the uh, winner of the Eastern Conference in the regular season last year, Um, but they have this Ben Simmons distraction. Uh, Do you see them still being an elite uh, team, even with all this hanging over their head, Simmons not being there? Uh, Do you think they're going to be still one of those top teams?
0: I think they're going to be a top team, but I don't know if they're going to be the elite of the Eastern Conference. Because of the Ben Simmons thing. I, I, I look at that and I think to myself, is he going to be a distraction in the locker room? Yep. He already is. So yeah. That's just going to be a thing. Yeah. Will Daryl Morey move him at some point in time if he continues to be a disgruntled player playing for him? And maybe, I don't want to say that he would do this, but what if he tanks it a little bit? All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like in that, that would be horrible. I would hope that no pro does that. But, you know, pros do do that.
1: I wonder if he can call up Harden and get the fat suit. (laughs) Probably already has. Probably (laughs) has it on right now. (laughs) Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, because Harden magically puts on about 40 pounds and then magically drops it off uh, really quick. And, uh, yeah, he definitely tanked at the end of Houston. So. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We've seen it before. Um, Okay. What about Atlanta? Uh, Shocked. Everybody had a really good run in the playoffs this past year. Uh, Trey young has been great. Uh, Great defense. Uh, Nate McMillan finally has the team for a full season emerging, being able to bring his wealth of experience and guard play to the mix. Uh, Yeah. Do you think uh, we're going to see Atlanta really
0: emerges? One of the teams to beat. I I told you before last year that I love the roster and I still do. And I guess the missing key that they were missing was the coach. And Nate McMillan holds all those guys responsible to the point that you saw it in their playoff run. They were they were miraculous. Like they were just a completely different team yeah. under his leadership and under his guidance. Yeah. I look at it like this. Trey Young could take another step. And if he takes that next step, that's him being in the MVP conversation. Yeah. That's his next step. And yeah. if he takes that step this year, oof, oh, the Hawks are, gonna yeah. are going to be a problem. They uh, are going to be a problem.
1: DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish uh, both had a lot of injury woes late last year. It uh, be good to have them back in the fold. Uh, I saw Cam Herder signed uh, his deal today. Uh, I think it was four years, 65 million. So he's back and um, yeah, they're going to be a definite problem. Uh, Great to see them emerge. Um, Okay. What about Denver? We've got Jokic coming off his MVP year. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Taking a big step forward. Uh, But Jamal Murray out. It was really, um, really hampering them. Uh, He could be out. An entire year torn ACL that bad uh, typically takes about uh, 12 months to recover from. Um, It happened in April, so he might not be ready uh, for this entire regular season, not ready to the playoffs. Uh, Can they withstand missing him for that long?
0: Uh, I'm going to say yes, because Jokic has shown that he can carry the team. He's shown that he can do that. And I want to say that Michael Porter Jr. should take this opportunity to take the, another step because right. he's being afforded the responsibilities of being uh, the second scoring option because Murray is gone. Right. So this is his chance for growth as well. So if, he, if that guy can take a step, Jokic will just do Jokic stuff because he might possibly be nah, – no, I you know what? I'm not going to say that. He is the best – passing big man I've ever seen. Nice. He's he's just, he's that creative. He's a wizard. He's like a seven foot kind of doughy magic Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like He really is. He's that good. Yeah.
1: Porter Porter signed a deal in the off season, five years, 207 million. Aaron Gordon got four years, 92. Um, What do you think of Gordon? Do you think uh, we're going to see a lot more out of him?
0: Well, as, I guess as long as they utilize him properly, because like he can do pick and pop, he can do, he can rim run, he can roll to the rim and stuff. Um And he's got, he's got a little bit of a mid-range game as well. Like I think it's really predicated upon how they use him within the offense. And I think uh, coaches there are smart enough to utilize him even better than the, what they did last year, because he was still new to the system. And now that he has a year under his belt, I, I think, uh, I think he should be thriving this year.
1: Nice. I really like this rookie they brought in. His name is Bones Highland. Uh, he averaged 15 points, five rebounds, and five assists throughout the preseason. Uh, he also led the team in three-point attempts. And um, somebody that, uh, yeah, uh, if he gets some playing time, I think uh, he'll be a really good addition to the team. Um, Utah. Uh, One of the top teams in the West year after year, Uh, but um, Rudy Gobert is out. Uh, He had to have heel surgery missing the start of the year. Um, They are very good at home and not very good on the road. Uh, They start the season at home first game, but they play seven of their first uh, seven of their next nine on the road. So not a, a good start, especially when you've got your, um, you know, defensive presence in the middle out. Uh, I
0: think they might have a tough start to the season. They might have a tough start to the season unless Mitchell just bails them out by just being Donovan Mitchell. Right. <laughs> so it 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 really does depend. But I I expect the Jazz to be at the top of the West again. They're just consistent under Quinn Snyder. Yeah. they just breed consistency over and over again. Their only question is once Gobert comes back and once they hit the playoffs, he's gonna be a liability. People like teams can key on him because mm-hmm. of his offensive shortcomings, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So that's something that they're just gonna have to work within and try to um try 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 to either mask or you know, hopefully, Gobert's been working on his game so that he actually has a little bit more offensive oomph to bring to the table.
1: Yeah. Well, we've talked about a ton of the uh, Western Conference elite, but we haven't talked about the team that went all the way to the final, shocked the world, and was able to uh, really put together an amazing run, the Phoenix Suns. Um, do we see them finally having that confidence and being right up there this entire season and, and trying to make another run for a, a championship?
0: Uh, I think so, uh, just as long as everybody stays healthy. The only problem is now going forward with that young squad, that team that they have right now. Will Robert Sarver pay people? <laughs> right. He doesn't like to spend money. The owner, This owner does not like to spend money. DeAndre Ayton is up. He has the possibility of doing a max contract. Yeah. They haven't given it to him. And so the question is, I, I guess they're asking themselves, is, is he worth it? Well, who else are you going to get that's going to be just as good as him? I'm, I'm going to answer that for you. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. There's nobody out there. Yeah, gonna they, uh,
1: they didn't make the deadline to sign that extension today. Uh, it came and went. It was uh, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern time, and they broke off extension talks without a deal. So uh, really shocking because he was one of the biggest key reasons why they made that run. Uh, they uh, re-upped Mikhail Bridges earlier, and, um, yeah, I'm amazed that they didn't pull this off. Uh, they just needed to make this max deal, give it to them, and move forward. Uh, it's it's a shock that they would even yeah even want to even talk about it. It's just it's a simple figure, simple amount of years. Boom, here you go, this is done.
0: Yes, and yes, that would probably push them into the luxury tax and stuff. But yeah. if you want to win, you got to spend money. Yeah. yeah, that that's the way it goes. If you want to win, you got to spend some money. And is he worth it right now? Maybe not. But will he be worth that contract in the future? I think so. Yeah. Another team that
1: surprised a lot of people this past year were in the playoffs was the Clippers. Uh, They had never advanced as far as they got, Uh, especially when Kawhi Leonard went down. They still kept winning. Uh, Kawhi is out and there's so much uncertainty about uh, if and when he will come back. But um, PG-13, Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum. Um, yeah, they emerged and, and had a really good playoffs. Uh, first time we've seen the Clippers go far. Um, do you think they're just sort of middle of the road team or, uh, they can be, uh,
0: nearer to the top middle of the road? I think they're going to be middle of the road because they're missing. Why? Um, I think this is PG-13's opportunity to absolutely thrive. By being like the main, the man, he's the man now. He's the guy. Right. So this is his chance to just go go wild. Like you know, like if he can have one of those seasons, one of those special seasons, maybe he can push them yeah. forward in the playoffs. But uh, it kind of sucks because they're just missing that other stud in Kawhi Leonard, and you just you cannot replace that. You cannot replace that guy.
1: Okay, uh, just two more teams to talk about in the West, then we can finish off with the East. Uh, Portland needs to go farther, uh, needs to keep Dame interested in staying in Portland. Uh, Chauncey Billups, new coach there. Uh, Big acquisition, Norm Powell bringing in uh, in the trade deadline last year. Larry Nance Jr. was a big acquisition. They got Cody Zeller, Tony Snell, uh, Ben McLemore. Um, do you think uh they're gonna have those pieces around Dame that uh, they finally uh can you know get go farther in the playoffs? Uh, it's been super disappointing. The trailblazers have this great team but can't uh, seem to put it together when they need to.
0: I don't think they've done enough personally. I, I think that that they're still their Achilles heel is their defense, like it's been their Achilles heel for so long. I it's just it's almost as if the Trailblazers are missing that third superstar. Right. Because, like, they got the backcourt. There's yeah. no question about that. Those yeah. two are ridiculously talented, and Dame time is game time. Right? Yeah. But they just need that third guy. Yeah. And I don't think they got that guy yet. I, I just don't see. I'm like, could, could uh, Yusuf Nurkic be that third guy? He could be. Yeah. But he hasn't shown that he is that guy. No, he hasn't shown me that. So I was uh, I was
1: shocked when I saw Jokic face against Nurkic, and it was just a complete mismatch. It was like I thought you know they could be sort of neck and neck, but uh, yeah, Nurkic is not even in the same stratosphere as how as Jokic now, and uh, it was a uh, it was pretty eye opening and pretty shocking. And I'm sure if it was eye opening for me, it must have been for the Portland team as a whole. Because a lot of a lot of guys thought he he might be on that same level, uh, you know, European top, uh, you know, very tall guy. But um, yeah, just does does not have the same type of skill level.
0: No, no, he 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 does not. He does not have the same type of skill level. He is not that kind of player. Um, I always thought that I thought he had the potential to be that kind of player, but I'll, we still haven't seen it. So maybe he's just not that guy.
1: Yeah. Okay, what about Dallas? Uh, Jason Kidd takes over there. Uh, we've got the possible MVP in Luka Doncic. Uh, supposedly, Kristaps Porzingis is going to be utilized in a much different role, uh, trying to get him into a lot of open space. Um, we're going to get to see them first game against Trey Young, uh, which will be fun. Uh, the Mavs were the best team in the, in the West. Against the Eastern Conference teams last year, eleven and four record. Uh, so they're they're hoping that they get to play a lot of Eastern Conference teams. But um, do you think Dallas is going to take another step forward?
0: Uh, if they figure out the whole KP thing, they can take another step because Luca is going to be Luca. He he is just that special a player. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. The KP thing is the question mark. Right. He's the huge question mark. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how Jason Kidd is going to utilize him in a different way that's going to make KP happy, number sure. one. Yeah. And uh, number two, I'm hoping that KP is actually in a physically better state than he was last year. He yeah. just seemed like something was aggravating him. Something was not like off in his body. So hopefully whatever injury or injuries he's been nursing, hopefully he's healthy from that now.
1: Yeah. Let's hope. Um, okay. Uh, Boston, uh, they they lost Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, but uh, they've got uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, they were able to pick up Al Horford again, get Dennis Schroeder, uh, get Ennis Cantor and Marcus Smart still there. Um, Do you see Boston being um, near the top?
0: No, I don't, because I don't think that they've given uh, Tatum and Brown enough support uh, for the team. Uh, I think those guys can take another step, both of them, because they've gotten better every year that they've been in the league thus far, and I don't expect that to change. But at the same time, you can't depend on the two of them just to carry the load the entire season. Right, which is what they're going to have to do with that squad that they've put together, that roster that they have. Like it's, it to me, it's not good enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about the Knicks? They made, they finally uh, made the playoffs. They finally uh, were relevant again. A lot of excitement in the Madison Square Garden. Julius Randle obviously emerged as a big key there. Uh, they were able to pick up Walker and Fournier. And uh, they've got Alec Burks, Derek Rose is still there. Um, I think they're lacking at center, uh, the top elite centers. But, um, yeah, do you think the Knicks will uh, even take another step forward from last year?
0: I think so, because the one thing that they were missing from last year was scoring punch, offensive scoring punch. And I think Fournier and Kemba can provide that. But Kemba is a question mark, again, because of his health. Right, uh, he's got a wonky knee. He's got he got bad. He got a bad knee, real bad knee. So there, he's going to be on a, a minutes restriction when he plays. He just is. So whatever he can give you, then that's what he can give you. Because I, I I think gone are the days where we saw the old Kemba Walker from the Charlotte days, where he was just magnificent, dominant player. I, I just think his body will not allow him to be that guy anymore.
1: Uh, Chicago, um, had a bit of a down year last year. They couldn't overcome the injury to Zach Levine, but they overhauled their roster made some huge splashes in free agency. They were able to pick up Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones, uh, got rid of Lori Markkinen, uh, and then, uh, picked up new Nick Vucevic, uh, near the end of the year. Um, they seem to be a team to be reckoned with. I think they've got a lot of really good pieces to the puzzle.
0: Yeah, I, I I like the moves that they made. I really like the moves that they made. I am excited to see what they can do, what damage they can do in the Eastern Conference. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I looking forward to it. Like I'm looking forward to seeing how these pieces meld together and mesh together. Yeah. Um. Not a team that
1: I expect to be uh, near the top, but we should always talk about the Raptors. Um, They missed the playoffs for the first time in a really long time. Uh, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam are the only guys remaining from that uh, win in the finals in 2019. Uh, O.J. Ananubi was hurt, and Chris Boucher just uh, was deep bench, barely played. But uh, only two guys left, uh, two years removed from a championship, uh, pretty insane. Um, they lost Kyle Lowry, which would be a huge loss, but they got Goran Dragic and Precious, Precious Achua from Miami. Uh, Scotty Barnes was a great draft pick. I think he's going to emerge as a good talent. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what do you think we're going to see from the Raptors this year?
0: Uh, well, I, I'm hoping that they're not bottom of the Eastern conference, like they were last year, but also too last year, they were decimated by COVID utterly decimated by COVID. So, uh, obviously the team will probably have better protocols in place for their, for their players. Number one, uh, number two, I'm interested to see how uh, Freddie Van Vliet and Goran Dragic run together as a backcourt. I, I think, I think that they can exist well together. And I believe Fred Van Fleet will actually take another step to being an even better player than what he was last year. Awesome. And, yeah, because like his ascension has been unparalleled. It really has been. Like, he has shocked me by how good he's gotten, how good he actually is. Now, with Siakam, I hope that we can see a better version of him than what we saw last year. It seemed like he regressed a little bit last year. And I hope that he can get that back and some this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, it was surprising because he played so well in that run. But then um, yeah, when he became the man, uh it didn't seem like he could handle the pressure and was able to uh help them win. So yeah, he, he I'm I'm sure he's worked very hard in the offseason, seems like that type of a guy. And um, yeah, we'll see how Toronto emerges. Uh, they won't be uh, class of the East like they have been for, for very, very many years, but um, I think, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if they can get in, uh, squeak into the playoffs, uh, be one of the teams sort of in the
0: middle. That'd be nice. Yeah, no, that, that would be great. Um, and I think that would be the best case scenario for this team.
1: Yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, really nice to be able to cover the NFL, the UFC and the NBA. I can't believe, uh, yeah, we get to see games for real tomorrow night. I'm gonna PVR it and race home and uh, get to watch some basketball for real. Uh, it's been a long off season, but uh, yeah, man, am I glad that we're gonna get to finally see some games?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be looking forward to that as well because there's a very strong possibility I won't be able to make it into work anyways tomorrow. So I guess I'm going to be watching some basketball. Nice. So I'm, all, I'm all right with that. I'm nice. okay with
1: that. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, send me some texts. Let me know how things are going. And, and uh, yeah, good luck with getting your vehicle uh, back on the road as quick as you can. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been super fun having you back at work. Uh, it's been great working with you. It was nice to be able to discuss some of the things we were going to talk about tonight early. And
0: uh, yeah, this was fun as always. Always fun, my friend. Always fun. Always a pleasure. And yes, I'm so happy that we're working together. It's it's, 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 a, it's an utter joy and a pleasure.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your evening, man. Uh, take care and uh, yeah, keep in touch. Let me know how things are going tomorrow.
0: You betcha. You. We'll do. Okay. Bye-bye. Cheers.
1: Bye. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yeah, great episode. Uh, That was phenomenal. Man, I can't believe that uh, it is the eve of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Really, really lucky that we're getting to get to see some for real games. And um, yeah, I was going to share my screen and put up uh, our partners and sponsors, but uh, it is not there. But I would like to thank our partners and sponsors, Anchor FM. They call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast. Just go to their website and you can do what Jason and I just did here. Uh, Verbaro, the hockey equipment and apparel company, uh, industry leader in technology performance and value. And the V350 stick is a must for anybody that plays hockey in your family. Uh, We have Pampas and Possibilities. They design West Coast Um, pretty things at uh, fantastic prices do installations in your home Uh, really recommend them and uh, last but not least forever living the aloe vera company for health and beauty products so uh, thanks again Uh, thanks so much for tuning in enjoy the basketball enjoy the uh, second third uh, of the uh, NFL season and Uh, UFC, We've got some huge cards coming up, Uh, just absolutely stacked. Uh, 267, 268, and 269 are three of the best cards that I've ever witnessed, and I'm super excited for it. So keep tuning in. Tell your friends and family. Go to our website. Lots to see there, completesportsmedia.com and completemedianetwork.com. Love you guys lots. Take care of yourself. Have a great week ahead. Bye for now.